You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 47. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. Thank you again for joining me in another episode of Unbreakable Success. Before we get rolling today, I had a really quick question for you entrepreneurs out there that have a sense of mission and purpose behind what it is you do. You know what I'm talking about. You coaches, you speakers, authors, even you online marketers that just feel a sense of, of mission and purpose and service behind the work you do. The question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you feel like you're actually influencing the people that you're serving? Like, how well are you connecting? Because most of us out there are doing in some way, shape, or form, or setting up sales funnels, lead pages, trying to do webinars, strategy sessions, all these things that we're being told we're supposed to do to boost our business and grow our missions. But how effective do you feel like your skill of influence is? And secondly, how well do you feel like you're influencing yourself? And the reason I asked that is because I wanted to offer the opportunity to let you know I'm hosting a live East Coast event called Unbreakable Success Live. And the entire day is going to be dedicated to us learning how to influence our market better and how to influence ourselves better. And just to add icing on the cake, it's going to be a massive day of networking with people just like you. Mission-driven entrepreneurs that want to make a difference by doing the work that they do. If that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and stop over at aaronkeithhawkins.com forward slash live, and I'll see you there. All right, welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success. Thank you for listening in and joining us today. I'm very excited because quite frankly, this is going to be the biggest episode I've had so far that we've had on the show because we actually have a duo, brother and sister duo, Jerry and Tati Jimenez are joining us today. Uh, they are the co-host of the Mindful, Mindful Entrepreneur Podcast, or corporate trainers. Um, Tati's the founder of The Genius Spot at thegeniusspot.com. Jerry's a uh, business and innovation strategist at vitafactor.com. And I'm very excited to have this conversation with them because they have so much to share individually and collectively. So you're really getting a lot of bang for your buck. Thank you both for being here. How are you both doing today? Fantastic, Aaron. Thank you so much for having us. It is always a pleasure to talk to you and yes. to be surrounded by incredible, inspiring people like you. And, and thank you for the plug on, on, on our companies. We appreciate it. We're, we're glad to be here. We're honored to be here. Oh, yes, for, for love sure. it, excited, and uh, looking forward to, to uh, another great conversation with you, Aaron. Thank yeah, you. it's always a pleasure when we get to talk and we wind up, uh, you know, going down the, the rabbit hole of all kinds of different topics. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we're going to get to some good stuff today. Uh, so our listeners walk away feeling like they, they got some, uh, some real value for the time invested. Uh, for, so for those who don't know you, if people that are listening, if they don't know who you are, uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to have you guys jump in one, uh, one at a time and kind of tell us about your your backgrounds individually and collectively and 
I'm going to let somebody jump in first. I love the brother and sister thing because I can let you guys fight to see who gets to speak first. This is entertaining for me. Where's my <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so that happens quite often in our podcast as well. It's like we need to figure it out. But, um, but sure thing. I'll start. Uh, basically, we come from a family of five, three siblings, and um, our parents, Aaron um, and audience. Uh, actually, our parents are going strong on their 49th year of marriage. Wow, that's amazing. It's awesome. So we've been yeah. very blessed. There's actually a funny story with that. Um, they eloped and got married on Halloween Day. No way. Yeah. They didn't know they were getting married uh, because they were so young. They, this is back in Colombia. They were so young okay. and, and no one would marry them, right? Um, but there was this one crazy priest that said, okay, I'll marry you, but it needs to be in the next two hours. <laughs> and the rest is history. So we're here, um, thanks to that priest that said yes to them. And um, <laughs> That is so cool. Yeah. So as a result, you know, um, Jerry is the older brother. And the, the stereotypes are completely uh, applicable, only the good parts, right? <laughs> yeah, not the bad parts, not the bad parts. So he's a responsible one, definitely the trailblazer. He, you know, he had to be the, the one to go first on everything, but he's also a how-to guide um, in the family, yeah. Especially like in business, because my parents have this, um, how do I say it, like a gypsy entrepreneurial DNA. So yes. they started a lot of businesses and my brother was always, he always had to help them out. <laughs> so, so that's him. And then of course, enough about him. I'm the middle child. <laughs> I need the attention. <laughs> you just go with it. <laughs> uh, no, but in, in truth, um, so I think what characterizes me has been my soul searching from a, from a very early age. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I gotta interject here for a second, Tati. But you know, and share with with you guys that the good news uh, is that because of her, you know, you can call it free spirit or, or her soul searching, uh, she came upon a very uh, spiritual and practical way of uh, of looking at life at a very early age when she was only like fourteen. Mm. Um, and and you know, it's kind of funny to think of business and spirituality, but it's really coming very handy on how we lead our business and how really we support our clients with a very mindful approach. So I just got to give her a, a shout out to that because who would have thought, I mean, it, it, yeah. we hear about it more and more nowadays, but we've been kind of doing this uh, as a test ground and, and it really works. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you, um, Jerry, because it, it's one of those conversations that constantly comes up when it comes to business, uh, at least in, in the circles that, that I'm in and even with guests on the show, that topic of, um, the mindfulness and spirituality, actually not being a nice to do thing in business, but a really a must do thing in business. I, f I forget who I was having this conversation with probably a couple episodes ago. And we, it was, we basically were saying, you know, we're, our businesses really are only going to grow these days as much as we do, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because people need to, to trust you and know what you're about as a person and they actually have to feel like number one that you care about yourself and that you care about them and you care about the mission that you're on and if all three of those things aren't in place you're going to have a problem and the only way you're going to make those things happen is to really be mindful about the person you're being 
regardless of the tag that you want to put on it, whether you want to call it spirituality or just authenticity. Uh, so for sure, you guys are on the right track. And, uh, you know, that's why I love talk, talking with both of you. And, and I'm definitely glad to have you guys on the show. Thank, Thank you, you yes. so much. Yeah. And we're so honored to be here. Um, and just to follow up, just to, to complete that, you know, we don't want to leave our younger sister out because she is actually <laughs> behind the scenes, but she's part of what we're doing. Okay. Uh, and what, yeah. And what's so, what's so interesting is that she's like the envi environment environmentalist in the family. Okay. Um, she got all the hand-me-downs, so she got to learn how to recycle <laughs> <laughs> And so she's, um, you know, she wound up doing a master's in environmental administration um, and doing work with the UN, and, and uh, she graduated from Oxford University. So uh, wow. we've gotten a lot of the contacts through, through her network as well. So it's been a great evolution. Um, and so that's been fun in terms of yeah. who we are, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. You know, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jerry. I just have to say how jealous I am that you actually, you have an Oxford grad behind the scenes in your business. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, Aaron, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You, you, you know, you're part of our, you're, you're part of our network. So we're in it together. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm usually okay with self-esteem. I coach people. On that. I that one kind of hit like right in the ribs. <laughs> really, no, I'm she does, no, she does set the bar high for us. It's like, okay, keep going, guys. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. Go ahead, Jared. Sorry. No, it's good. It's good. But the, the good thing to, to kind of uh, end up on a, on, on a support note here is that, you know, you have us. So whatever, whenever you need, you know. <laughs> You know, one thing is, you know, we've really been blessed to have grown up uh, traveling both in Colombia and the U.S., which is where we kind of grew up most of the time. And with that back and forth, we had the opportunity to sort of experience different contrasts and different cultures. Um, and, and to share something with you, if you haven't been to Colombia, first of all, we highly recommend it. It's a beautiful country. And yeah. not only the geography and, and the, the, the wildlife, but the people are very spontaneous. You know, they're always celebrating life. Um, and even though they're always so happy and celebrating, they work with so much excellence. Uh, it's really an art how they do it. And to contrast that with the U.S. and how people are so organized, which is very impressive, you know, they have systems and schedules for everything uh, to keep us on track. People even plan their social calendars, which was foreign to us, no, no pun intended, but... It really was a science. And out of all these experiences, growing up in both countries and moving off, and you know, a few things happened that we think are great. One, we really got to pick and choose the best of world, both worlds uh, mm. and choose what works, which is, yeah. which is great. We experiment and choose. Um, two, we never quite fitted anywhere because we were always the new kids on the block. <laughs> but that meant that we really had to figure out who we were and be comfortable with being different yeah um, and then I think also number three it seemed like we're always starting from scratch maybe not so but that's how we felt and so we really got good at um, getting things down and just as easily letting them go um, yeah so regardless of the result we made a choice to enjoy the process and, yeah. uh, and, and so I think that was part of how we grew up and I think you know that's that's one advantage that that we really are blessed to have. And you know what's fun? Those are all like such excellent business lessons, regardless. Because all, I think I think every everyone listening can relate to the feeling of 
you know, being different because we all are different. And yes. for, for, as funny as it is, or as, as it doesn't feel funny to us as people, but as interesting it is to notice that intellectually we know that we're all different, but mm-hmm. it, it's simultaneously surprising how many people feel like they're less than because they're different. And the truth is everybody's different. Everybody has their, you know, the chinks in the armor. Everybody's had their, their, their history, their struggles, their, their cultural differences. So um, to, to, to really be able to, to consciously embrace all those things as you, as you, as you both came up is, is pretty cool. I, I, I got to ask, how did, how is it that, you know, we know a little bit about your background. How does it that the two of you wound up working together in this, this mission that you're both on today how did that evolve because you're not you're not the only siblings but you're the two that are that wound up in the midst of this so how did that sort of unfold oh that's a that's a great question Aaron um that's actually uh, you know kind of a journey on its own yeah Uh, for us it really didn't happen overnight I mean you can imagine with all the moves even Mm -hmm. though the three of us coincidentally that's another fun fact we we all wound up majoring in the same field we we all have a background in finance and in international relations um but but you know we all went our separate ways and we took advantage basically of everything that we had learned and achieved while working um so we all we've all worked in one way or another in corporate nonprofit world even for both governments or or in education in some way or another so for example jerry managed like international teams and he would deliver best business practices, you know, from accounting to product development because he has also some engineering background, mm-hmm. and um, and we've done trainings um, for for trainers and for facilitators. We've educated people, like even children, from about like six years old to people that are eighty-seven years old, either in English or in business or in personal development. So, um, you know, all of this got us to the point where we were named among the top 25 under 35 young entrepreneurs. um, Yeah, here in the US. And what was interesting about this, Aaron, is that we were, you know, this is what we were, while we were still working a nine to five. So when we were, yeah, it was really interesting. (laughs) And it was like the network, the environment, but meeting these young people was so inspiring. Uh, and, and we, like I said, you know, our family really has that, it's like the DNA, you know, mm-hmm. they're huge risk takers. So, um, so ultimately we wound up looking for our own side hustles for, yeah. you know, whatever reason it yeah. was like, oh, we always wanted uh, to have a bigger impact. Our, my, my dad and mom would always tell us, you know, we, we traveled because they were like, you need to learn a different language. You need to experience different cultures. Mm-hmm. You need to appreciate others, you know, so it was like that, that global citizen of the world type of yeah. mentality. So, um, so what was happening was that, you know, we, we realized we needed to have number one, something that we were really passionate about, because we wanted to do it long term. Mm-hmm. And then number two, that we were, um, that we wanted to commit to something that we were also good at doing. And we had found kind of our own niches. Yeah. Um, so Jerry, for example, you know, he chose to have his business helping business owners grow their businesses. And so he became a consultant and launched a company, which you mentioned, called, uh, you know, was uh, Be The Factor. Um, 
and he lives right now in Charlottesville with his family, um, his wife and daughter. And so he's helped other younger companies, um, you know, smaller companies grow. And myself and Vivi launched the Genius Spot. So uh, like, like you mentioned, it, this is more about mindfulness and um, helping women lead in a different way. And okay. um, so we came together and, and then um, that's kind of how it happened. And there, huh? one yeah. yeah, and sorry to interrupt here, but one, you know, one thing also that we wanted to do because of our experience, a couple of things, I think. Um, one, we wanted to create a great network of like-minded mentors and colleagues and friends like you, Aaron. And, and in the future, let our clients benefit from that network. Uh, because the thing is, we really didn't have a core network to begin with. Mm -hmm. because of all our moves back and forth it yeah. was hard to keep up with you know keep in touch with people and you know if we look at 10 years ago there wasn't any facebook or linkedin back then so yeah. it wasn't just as easy to to keep in touch with people so we definitely wanted to create that network and then the other thing is we wanted to figure out because we were now invested in in, in our in our own companies how to really succeed and thrive and um and so you know, again, it wasn't a straight line, but we started interviewing a bunch of people um, in, in that search um, that we consider very successful around us in our, in our close network. And what ended up happening was that uh, when we asked these people, you know, what is the ultimate success? Uh, what would be ultimately a success for you? We started getting really interesting answers like, being able to spend time with my children or mm -hmm. being able to relax or watch the sunset with my loved one, my partner, or, you know, getting my parents the house of their dream. Yeah. Um, and it was all about really enjoying the simple life and caring for families and loved ones. Yeah. And, and that really spoke to us. You know, we, we, we said, you know, we have to share all this. Maybe like Tati said, it was just being, uh, that that entrepreneurial bug, uh, maybe we just happened to talk to some really conscious entrepreneurs, um, but we knew there was a big piece of the puzzle here that led to to three key findings. One, we we are humans are simpler than we think. Uh, what drives us can be boiled down to connection and to impact. And Stephen Covey said it. You know, uh, what kind of life do you want to have? Um, who do you want you know, what legacy you want to leave yeah. as far as the impact um and and you know did you love so th those three things kind of boil down to that um yeah. the second thing is that the message of not waiting for for some distant time in the future to enjoy the moments that we're presented with on a day-to-day -day basis you know mm. we need to enjoy them now and the third is that even though having things like health and financial stability uh, are important and help us um, have peace of mind, there are a lot of people that don't require these things to be fulfilled. Yeah. And, and some of us may have experienced this ourselves. So just like we were used to doing, we looked at everything and we decided to, to take the best of both worlds and we apply the business principles from, from Vita, uh, from Vita Factor and the mindful approach from the genius spot and, and really voila, I mean, that's how we came together to create the Mindful Entrepreneur Podcast, which is a, a really cool collaboration and, and we've been honored to have incredible guests, um, people that are known worldwide, people that have an incredible human side like, like you, who we are looking forward to having in our second season. And we just oh, love it. You. We just love it. 
Thank you. That's, that's, that's an awesome story. And it's so much of what you said there is so just amazingly true. It's funny in, in this, the world of entrepreneurship, we were just talking about how it's, it's there, there seems to be that shift on a large scale to mindfulness and just being authentic, but there still is that side where people are constantly pushing for the dollars. But the truth is, like you said, you know, the goal money in and of itself isn't the goal because i mean if you're in a room full of dollar bills you can't really do anything with them they're they're a resource they're sort of a that medium to lead you towards something else which can be that freedom you know the 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 ability the freedom to connect with family more often because you're not worried about you know spending countless hours uh on the job or struggling just to support everyone so that the money is really a conduit to the lifestyle that people actually want Absolutely. and uh it, it it becomes a lot simpler when we recognize that that money is not the goal; it's a resource to help us get to our goals. Um, it kind of shifts that perspective. So, uh, I, I love how the two of you have taken your individual expertise and and you know the, the best parts of yourselves to collaborate and create the Mindful Entrepreneur as a podcast and a, and a resource. Um, and I'd love to get your perspective. Tati, I'll let you go first on this. What is, if you had to break it down in a nutshell, if you got a 10 minute, 10 second, a 10 minute, but that would be a long elevator ride. A 10 <laughs> <second>. <laughs> a 10, if you had a 10 second elevator ride with somebody and they asked you, you know, what is, I've seen you on Mindful Entrepreneur uh, Podcast. What to you is, what does it mean to be a mindful entrepreneur? If you had to break it down, how would you do it? That's a great question. I would say if I had 10 seconds, it's about embracing the human being as a whole and acknowledging all parts of ourselves and our uniqueness and mm. the reason for why we came here, which is to serve. That would mm. be the, I love it. the gist. Lo yes. I, love, I love that service word. Uh, Jerry, how about you? What's your, what's your take on, on your, you know, this, this, this baby, so to speak, that you, that you both created together? Yeah, I think for me, and it goes along the lines of what Tati was saying, is to inspire others to be better selves. Mm. And I think business is a great way to do it. So that's where the entrepreneurial part, we, we can have a lot of imp impact with the business. For sure, um, for sure. So that's what it really boils down to. I love it. I love, I love both of those, the two words that jump out to me from both of you, service uh, from, from you, Tati, and, and, and impact. Um, you know, that's, that's ultimately what it's all about. I mean, there's nothing better than having a business where you're, you know, you're, you are providing for your, yourself and your, and your family and you're truly serving and not trying to manipulate your customers. And ultimately you're, you're creating an impact and hopefully helping your customers and your clients create an impact in the businesses that they, they do. That's, that's such an awesome thing. So yeah. keeping in line with this whole entrepreneurial, um, discussion here you know, one of the big buzzwords that all of us will see if you we hop on instagram or wherever is this this hustle word and um there's still that that segment that believes that hustling in order to build your business is necessary um i i know you both have opinions on that that word hustle and i know it can mean different things for different people but in the way that you see it generally being applied uh, I'd love to get your, your take on, you know, the hustle approach to business. And do you think it's necessary um, or do you think it's, there, there's any downsides? Yeah. Yeah. It, 
it's really interesting, yeah, because there's definitely a lot of talk about the hustle. And, you know, we, we got to recognize hustling is a great approach for getting results, mm-hmm. but it really is not sustainable long term. I mean, yeah. you know, anybody that's worked 60 to 80 hour work weeks knows that, yes, they can achieve something, but it does come at a high price. Now, there, there's the exception. You know, we're not talking about the cases where just life puts you in a circumstance and you don't really have an option. You know, say if you yeah. find yourself being a single mother with two children to feed, we all know that as parents, we're willing to do whatever it takes to make yeah. sure that our families are taken care of. And that's, that's reality. You yeah. Know? But in, in day-to-day, in, in more non-strenuous circumstances, when we, when we say the wholesale approach, or, or we think, both of us, that the wholesale approach is really overrated. And we're referring to the cases where business owners are hustling in a way to prove their status on the social mm-hmm. ladder of overachievers um, to get a promotion, to make, meet the sales quota, to achieve financial success. And, and like we mentioned, the problem sooner is that sooner or later, something's got to give, whether it's yeah. your health, your marriage, your relationships, we hear often, and it's happened to many of us. We certainly are no exception. We have experienced this firsthand in, in different areas. Um, but, you know, we've bought into a cultural lie, at, and it's really not our fault. You know, it's the way we've been programmed, conditioned to believe that even taking time off, you know, taking sick leave, vacation, maternity leave, it, it's bad. You know, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of our conditioning in society. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, so, you know, it's like what's going on with the flu right now where people are afraid to miss a day of work because that reflects poorly on them. Mm, or, yeah. you know, I, I remember there was a, a job I had where um, whenever the president would fly into the city, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, it was complete gridlock. And yeah. I remember spending one day, like four hours going around in circles. And I kid you not, Aaron, it was... And, and, and your audience, uh, you know, if you guys are in, in L.A. or have been there when, when traffic gets bad, it was like four hours going around two blocks. And I wound yeah. up and, you know, and I kept calling going, you know, I don't think this is going to work out. But it was like you have to show up. So, like, I just kept thinking in the back of my head, this is killing the environment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, this type of belief system, the, this hustle approach, you know, it really leaves us uninspired and exhausted and 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 you know just not able to enjoy what we've created if we actually get to that point you know yeah yeah i totally i totally agree it's it's fun one of the i think one of the quotes i love to put up is that hustle is an ingredient but it's not a recipe and you know there are times where you need to add that hustle but it it is not the recipe for for success and like Mm -hmm. uh jerry you you kind of tipped your cap towards this that there are going to be seasons um, where you're going to have to put in more hours than usual, whether it's, you know, the launch of a book or the launch of a new program, and you may need to crank out some hours because you have a, you know, a particular date because you have something you're launching in that quarter of the year. And that happens to be the week or the weekend that you kind of get, got to get some things knocked out. But for that to be a sustainable way of building the framework of your business, and, you know, I, I, think it, I think it's dangerous, especially for somebody that's new, and and is just getting started and saying to themselves okay what do i need to focus on to build this business well if you say i need to focus on hustle because that's how you win um you know mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody's goal if they're honest with themselves is to just be busy doing stuff all the time because it goes back to impact 
uh, and service and yeah. you know, to think that we're going to be able to sustain high levels of impact and high levels of service by hustling ourselves into the ground. And, and, and then to, if we throw in the other aspect of family and time and, and just having a quality existence, yeah, that, that can kind of be um, a problem. I like to think of hustle in terms of seasons. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we have to be honest, you know, that there are going to be seasons uh, yeah. where, where we do need to, to put in some work. But I, more important than that, and tell me how you guys, you, I'd love to hear how you think about this. I think it has to do with my biggest gripe with hustle is it doesn't teach anyone what to do. Yeah. And gives them that mind. It's like convincing them if you just stay busy doing stuff, eventually you'll get there. And I think that's a very non-analytical way of looking at things. Um, I think it's, it's way more important to know what you need to be doing, whether you spend 15 hours a day doing it or five hours a day. I'd rather you know what it is that needs to be done than to just be you know, gosh, I, I, you, you both know this. How many hours can you kill in an afternoon just <laughs> randomly posting stuff on social media and you can call yourself hustling because you've been building your subscribers. But, this, <laughs> but it's, when it comes to the bottom line, it's doing literally nothing because you're boosting vanity stats. You know, it's, it, it, I mean, I think, I think you, you bring a really good point. I never had heard that quote, but, it, but it's really true. I, you know, I think the hustle, and, and you're right, the hustle is needed and we all have to hustle at some point and you brought some great examples. But one thing to align it with what you're saying, if we're always hustling and if you're the business owner, the CEO, the, the, even if you're a solopreneur, then you don't have time to sit down and plan and, and think and yeah. look strategically. Yeah. How am I going to get ahead? Because you're always busy doing busy work. And so it's not, it may not sound sexy to plan, but when you kind of, get it down to uh, something that's simple, to the right process and the right strategy or strategies, uh, it does become easier and then you can actually move ahead a lot faster. So we, so yeah, we always, always got a house, you know, we always got to put some, some work in. Some work, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to interject because um, what you're saying makes so much sense. We need to be honest and we need to acknowledge that especially in the beginning stages, we definitely need to put a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. um, but if like, I, I was just look, Googling and looking up um, the definition of hustle and it says force someone or something to move hurriedly or uh, unceremoniously in a mm -hmm. specified direction obtained mm -hmm. by forceful action or persuasion. So yeah. I think it's more that that conditioning where like, yeah, we can work 18 hour days. And honestly, we sometimes do. We really sometimes do. A lot, a lot of the times we do, but it's, it's about, you know what, acknowledging our bodies and going, we need to take a break. We need to eat, um, you know, just kind of really honoring the, the, the schedule, the body, the, you know, what's really present. And I yeah. think that's the difference. It's, it's, we definitely need to put in the work. Um, we, I mean, definitely. And there is an option of how we go about doing it. That's the difference. Does that make sense? For sure, totally. I, I, I totally agree. And, it, and it's funny uh, to completely throw the monkey wrench into our conversation. One of my, fa one of my favorite books that I've read in recent years was The 10X Rule um, by Grant Cardone, <laughs> which is, you know, essentially the idea that however much work you think it's going to take to get 
you know, to accomplish A, B, or C, it's probably going to, you probably need to put in about 10 times that work and whether that's, you know, stay in contact with, with leads or prospects or how many people you need to reach, um, you know, with a campaign. It, it, it's one of those, it's a paradox because most of the time we need to realize that it's going to take a lot more than we think to accomplish um, a business goal most of the time. Mm -hmm. people, people get this idea in their head that, you know, I'm just going to throw up a website and then everybody's going to find me and they're going to buy from me. And th the truth is it's going to take a whole lot more work than that. And, you know, to reference the book, probably 10 times is probably being very uh, casual about it. It's probably going to be a lot more than 10 times work than you think. But it doesn't mean that just being busier is going to accomplish those things. So I think there's, there's definitely a balance to understanding that success is going to take a lot more in terms of the, a lot, a lot of time, this isn't universal, but a lot of times it's going to take a lot more time than you think and a lot more effort than we think. Um, but I think it, we also have to realize that we have to take care of or remember what type of lifestyle we're looking to build and being able to balance those things without swaying too far from one to the other. Cause if we spend all our times hanging out, watching movies and eating popcorn with the family <laughs> and the work's not getting done, then we're not going to have the lifestyle we want. And on the flip side, if we spend all our time, you know, cranking out new lead pages and sales funnels and everything else till two or three in the morning and then trying to wake up at six to start it all over again, that's also a recipe for failure. So uh, I certainly think that there's a balance uh, and some honesty that needs to be in place uh, yeah. to make those things work. And, and you know what? And, and that's part of being a mindful entrepreneur to kind of yes. just, just say it. You know, mindful, it, it's, it's being all-inclusive. That's you said it. You know, it's being a whole and, and, and really finding the way that you have your priorities straight, you know, yeah. and, and, and take it, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. That's a very big principle. And then, uh, and then also um, do it in a way that's sustainable, which you mentioned for yeah. the long term. You know, I mean, we're, uh, we're in this for the long run, so. Yeah, I love that the conversation turned right back to exactly what you both do. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder why. <laughs> You're like, wow, you guys are really onto something. <laughs> we believe uh, in this. I, I, I love it. So, well, let me do. Let me let me ask you this, and Tati, I'll jump to you for 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 having this conversation, and and for the people that are listening that are either a worried about getting caught up in the stress of hustle, and, and or or they're in it, or you know they're kind of concerned about how to balance the two, whether it's something, whether business is something they're working on now, it doesn't even have to be for entrepreneurs, for anyone right. who's just dealing with life and the realities of it. You know, how do you, how, how do you, how do you guys deal, uh, propose that people deal with the, you know, the stress that can come from being busy, um, regardless of whether they calling it, call it hustling or not? What are some of the steps that you think that they can follow tangibly and kind of put into practice today to become, you know, th thrive a little bit more as yeah, mindful entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, so to speak, or just mindful individuals uh, going through their life? Oh, that's wonderful. And especially, you know, for, for your audience, um, Aaron, because I think m many of us can relate to the typical story, which I personally lived, which was, you know, over like working really, really hard 
to the point of being sleep deprived and mm. getting sick. So um, I was about 25 and then, uh, you know, I had this fibromyalgia condition, which has really shaped a lot of, of what we do and, and, and a lot of uh, the way I go about doing my life, like you say. So it's not just about business. And um, so, you know, with the three siblings, we actually year to year, we do, um, you know, we've done the goal setting for about like the last I would say probably the last eight to 10 years. And initially, you know, you would see the same goals repeat every year. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, we didn't get that done, write it over again. Um, and then we're like, okay, we need to tweak it. We need to figure stuff out. And then yeah. about, a, you know, I think we came up with something and about a year ago, we put it to the test and with, with a small group of clients and they got amazing results as well. Mm. Um, so this is what we call like it's a framework and it's called uh, we call it the MBA for ongoing fulfillment so um, you know it's not like we promote it we, we talk about it but it just helps us to remember what it is so it's like mindful business achievement mm. so the it. mindful aspect has to do with the mindset which we've already talked about where it's um, looking at the person as a whole individual body emotions soul spirit everything and integrating all of who we are and and really honoring you know the masculine and the feminine that's why we have the yin and yang uh the way we lead is differently but we need both of them or mm -hmm. you know the different worlds that we come from whether it's environmentalism or business like these can work together so just honoring ourselves as a whole um and also honoring that we're really unique like you were saying aaron um there yeah. was a, um um some authors and people that we we know and and admire uh deeply they um are the authors of a book called loyalty to your soul and mm. they have this uh, like theory you know they've taught at the university of santa monica for a long time and uh their names are um mary and ron holman and they talk about your life curriculum and having a goal line and also being aware of your soul line so we take that into account into what the work that we do it's like acknowledging what we need to get done but also who we want to be as we get that done so mm. that's part of the mindset that's the first you know the first part the mba the business i'll let jerry talk about that <laughs> sure so so the business on the mba we look at it as the aspect that has to do with the processes and the strategies of bringing your vision or your solution to life. And that's what businesses do, right? They, they create solutions and produce tangible results, whether it's a product or it's a service. And one of the tools we use um, from taking from the business world is we're used to measuring how we make progress towards our goal. So uh, now, like I said before, business is a wonderful and powerful force. And it's one of the reasons I love business, uh, you know, having a business is because uh, when you do that it's and use it for good you can solve problems in society and, and the needs that people have yeah so the interesting thing is that you know we talk about measuring in, in business we're always measuring we're measuring our progress you know we look at the uh, our statements our profit and loss our balance sheets and we also look at our kpis our key performance indicators where there's customer retention number of new leads um, our sales our inventories you know we're always constantly measuring everything and see how it's working and when it's not working we do some something to course correct so the important thing is if we do this in business and like you said it's not only for business you can even apply it to any project in in your life you know family or anything if we do this for business then why then 
is it that we go through life without measuring much of anything, and yet we expect it to work just yeah. as well as a thriving business. Yeah. It, so it, you know, so the idea here is that um, we've created the process that integrates the personal and the business aspects so that people can easily go through growing their business if they're an entrepreneur, a business person, or a CEO, or, or working on their, their important personal goals and, and projects without necessarily sacrificing their life. Um, yeah. it, we've taken a really realistic approach because yes, we need to hustle, but we need to acknowledge and, and make sure that we are also true to ourselves and our family and our loved ones. Um, and that's the, the business part of it. Yeah, no. that's just because probably because we're Latinos and that's such a big part of us. Yeah, <laughs> we need to have parties involved, included in celebration and party. <laughs> I, I I love it. It, it, it. You can never. Well, I, I was going to say you can never celebrate too much. I guess technically a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there's always. But Aaron, what happens in Vegas? Oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to enjoy and celebrate the progress we make. I, I, all kidding aside, I, I love both of these, uh, these insights that you both shared because you know for sure, Tati, like you were saying, I, I, lo I love what you said about you know we need to know we need to do what needs to get done, but we need to do it in a way that we're still honoring who it is we want to be. And I, I think when it comes to solving that problem, that problem or the issue, or just coming up with a realistic way to look at hustle, I think it's a, a really great way to describe it. Like, you know, get it done, get, find out what needs to be done, get it done, but make sure the entire time you're remembering, you know, who, who, who's a person that I'm committed to being, who I want to be as I'm in this business and honoring that. Um, that's definitely something huge to keep you, keep us all in check. And, sure. you know, Jerry, for sure, um, on the business side and, and looking at it strategically, that your, your advice to make sure we're looking at the, the performance indicators and finding out, you know, because we all have to determine for ourselves, depending on our circumstances, what are the things, what are our performance indicators, whether it's how many leads are we generating, how many sales are we making, or, you know, if, if, if we're talking, we can flip the switch to family and say, you know, how many games am I missing with my kids? How many games am I not going to? Or how many excuses am I making for not showing up for my family because I'm in this business? And we can have personal and private performance indicators to make this applicable to anyone who's listening, really taking a look at what it is that, you know, is going to be the measure of us getting done the things that need to get done personally and professionally and keeping an eye on that and measuring, you know, what results are we really getting? Uh, I, I, I love that advice from both of you. So, yeah. And, and when, you know, to, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, Aaron, when you talk about getting things done and achieving um, that's, you know, that's basically the third part of, of the MBA for fulfillment. We, in the achievement part, we've incorporated a lot of the, we've done a lot of research in the science of habit creation. Mm. And um, so we've noticed there's two components. There's the component of uh, microscopic changes. So taking tiny, 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 tiny actions, but doing so consistently, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it's doing things daily. And that way we can achieve our goals. So we actually take the goal, like we take yearly goals, and I'm just, you know, giving this away for the audience because this is a lot of what we do. And, you know, they could just do this on their own. So take uh, your yearly goals, 
break them down into quarters, then into months, then into weeks, finally into days, put it in your schedule. And those tiny actions are what really will be shifting where, mm. where, where the, you know, where the boat broke rows or goes or flows um yeah. i don't know if i'm saying the metaphor correctly um <laughs> that's part of it <laughs> uh and then the other part uh is is also being able to take quantum leaps you know mm. the, the the big transformation major decisions that that sometimes we just need to take to go where we really want to go so yeah yeah, yeah. So, it, it, you know, and kind of to bring this, remember when we told you about the priest that said yes to, to, our, to our parents? Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes we just need to make a crazy decision to make our yeah. life happen. And sometimes we just need someone to believe in us, in, in our dream. Yeah. Uh, like, like that priest did to our, to our, with our parents, thank goodness for us, to support us in getting to a next level, to tell us, yes, you can do it. And that's kind of what we like to help our clients do. I love it. I love it. It, 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 it. That's great advice. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, well, the only thing I was going to say is, you know, the important thing is really achievement, but with fulfill, fulfillment. So we can continue with the momentum. We don't run out of steam. That's really what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've mentioned, Aaron, today about uh, Tony Robbins' quote that the ultimate failure is achievement without fulfillment. Have yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. We haven't, but that's the perfect uh, quote for this discussion. Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what it reminds us of. It's like, yeah, we can, you know, there's nothing like that feels worse than, you know, actually getting whatever, the car, the, the house, the job, the client that you wanted, and then kind of going, oh, you know, that's all there is. <laughs> this is yeah. not what it was, what I was expecting. So, yeah. so we want to handle it. You know, we want to encourage people to just enjoy the whole process. Yeah. For yeah. sure, bringing those bringing those emotions along with you, the emotions that you want to have, um, bringing them with you and committing them to uh, committing to them as part of who you are. Like you were saying, Tati, about you know deciding who you're going to be uh, as you're getting the things done is is crucial because if we depend on if we depend on a certain you know target or quota or status or thing to make us happy. That's, that is a, for sure, a recipe for disaster. And it's one of the reasons why I love what you both are doing, because you're, you're really getting people to be honest with themselves about not just what they want to be doing with their, their businesses, but who they want to be as they're doing it. Because you both know there's plenty of struggles in business, but if you can enjoy it and really, really look back and, and say, you know, I'm doing something good and, and, I'm being really authentic about the way I'm doing this. When you can do that, then the struggles don't sting so much because there's a real reason behind it. Uh, and you're not, you're not waiting for something to feel that fulfillment that you both are talking about, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's something, sorry to interrupt you here, but I think something that just came to mind that, that we, we should share here is, um, you know, when we talk about mindful entrepreneurs, we kind of play with the idea that mindful in itself, it's an acronym that we use to gather all the, the traits and the, the core values that mindful entrepreneurs aspire to. You know, they may not have them all, but they really are looking at that. And, and, and the mindful, the acronym, it, you know, the M is meaning, you know, they're, they're very purposeful to, um, to have a positive impact in everything that they do. The I is for intention, and I think this is what you were saying, you know, 
they get very clear and they know how they want to experience life, how they yeah. want to show up every day. And that yeah. puts them in a state that helps them achieve results at a 10x level, you know? The end is now. So they're interested in, in what works for them and on simplifying so they can live in the now. They can be present more fully in the moment and not, you know, not stay with, with tradition because that's what used to work. Mm -hmm. um, the, the D on the mindful is for diversity and inclusiveness. You know, mindful entrepreneurs, we appreciate what each person brings to the table. And I think it's so important Tati mentioned it, the yin and yang concept, the female and the male qualities in leadership and communications, they're both needed, you know, as conscious yeah. leaders. And it's the gift that each culture, social group is valuable. Even when you're leading teams, just having that all-inclusive uh, point of view, you know, it's, it's great. And um, the effort fulfillment in the mindful, it's, yeah. you know, and this is a big one. We already talked about it, what Tony Robbins says, but it's being fulfilled during the process and even after you've reached your goals once you've you know it's enjoying the ride but also continue to enjoy your life the you for uniqueness you know you we define success and fulfillment on our own terms you, you mentioned this at the beginning you know we're all very different uh, but we don't have to um, feel awkward just because we have a different point of view and I think the L for loving and Tati has a really good uh, appreciation for that um, do you mind sharing that Tati Sure, sure. I, I, I always say, no, Jerry, we're not afraid of the word love. <laughs> like, we are going to say it as often as we can be, but, yeah. and, and not, you know, as an intention as well to, to go there because it's a really practical way to lead in, in business and life. I mean, look at a mid sized business. Let's say, let's say it's not, you know, it's plateauing. And, and okay, so we can look at it and say, well, are you aligned with your purpose? Are you loving what you're doing right now? Are you loving your customers? Are you loving the product that you're, you know, creating? Are, are they loving you back? So like business is all about love. So we, yeah. we totally, we, you know, we're like, that's the core of, of, of being a mindful entrepreneur. It's aspiring to all these great qualities. And that doesn't mean that we, you know, that we have got them all of them nailed down at all times. That didn't sound right. Let me repeat that. It doesn't mean that we have all of them nailed down at the same time. It's just that these are the values that resonate with us. Yeah. I that, you know what? I love that. I, I'm, Jerry, thank you for, for chiming in and adding that, um, that acronym because I, I love it. And I certainly love uh, Tati finishing off with uh, adamantly, you know, being proud of the fact that, that love isn't something to shy away from when it comes to business. Cause there's, I mean, there's a huge shift when that's a core value in your business and it's, it shows up in your communication and the way you, you interact, whether it's doing a workshop or a phone call or sending an email or doing a marketing campaign campaign, when that word is in, is truly part of what you want to express. There's, there's no, there's no way that can't show up. I mean, it, it has to show up and people feel that and it, that is a huge difference, a uh, difference maker. It's, and like you said, it's not something we're always 100% <laughs> spot on with every single moment. But those, if those are the intentions, um, that's, 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 a, that's a game changer. So. And you know, and that, to be quite honest, that's part of why you're on the Mindful Entrepreneur podcast, Aaron, because you, you have these traits that it's, they're, they're <laughs> built into your DNA. And, and every time we have you know, conversations with you, it's, 
it comes out. You know, it's just a natural. It comes out. I'm sure those that have listened to your episodes, it, it's who you are, man, and and it's it's great. I mean, that's wow. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Thank you for that. So, Jerry, I, I want to jump back to the effing fulfillment because something you said that you know that that fulfillment. Um, to be able to feel that fulfillment, even when you've reached your goals is critical. It, it reminded me of something I read recently. Um, who was I reading? Oh, Brendan Burchard, his uh-huh. uh, high performance habits book. One, one of the pieces he was talking about was, and, and I think it's worth mentioning here is that even when we reach those quote unquote goals, um, figuring out how, how to stay fulfilled is, is really important. And, and I think it comes down to for the, for anyone here that, or for, for a listener that is kind of reached a plateau or feel like they've kind of leveled off and they're not feeling as much fulfillment as maybe they were when they were kind of building towards the success that they found. Mm-hmm. Um, it really comes down to, and what Brendan was sharing in his book was about future focus. Right. You know, if you've arrived here, it, it's in our DNA if we're not looking to improve or climb to a different plateau, um, that's where the fulfillment comes from because we're creatures that in our nature, we want to have an impact and wherever we're at, we want to create more. So really to be able to look at, okay, what can I do next? What would improve my interaction with my clients? What would improve the product that I have? You know, what can I do a little better? If you look at your day and and find the places where you can kick it up a notch, Mm -hmm. You know, if you can describe one of the things he did in his book was had somebody describe their day at work and describe how it is when they come home with their kids and and all these things that were good. And then the big question was, okay, if tomorrow you were an improved version of that, what would it look like? Right, right. And And that really just exposes the places where we can constantly improve and and say, wow, you know what, you know, I kind of give a glancing kiss to my kids because I'm tired and, you know, ask them how the day was, but I wasn't really engaged. And those little things like that, uh, Tati, I think it was you that mentioned those little, those little micro adjustments that over the course of time really make big changes, you know, in a, in a week or in a quarter, or in a year. And to just be aware or be mindful be mindful of those things makes a huge difference yeah and i think when it comes to fulfillment one important thing that helps you know kind of take it back to what you were saying that helps you take it to a whole other level is look at your purpose in the next five years you know we mm-hmm. don't believe and we we have this conversation with tati and with vivi all the time we don't believe that your life purpose you look at your life purpose and it we don't believe it should be something that's set on stone forever, you know, because yeah. life, we all know it, they throw those curveballs. But, yeah. but look at it in the next five years, you know, on, on what you're committed to. What do you want your purpose to be, your life purpose to be? And so part of that fulfillment is making sure that everything is aligned. And, and you know, part of what we do, and anybody can sit down and, you know, do some soul searching, but we have a simple, you know, way to come up with your life purpose because once you know your life purpose in 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 your quote-unquote long term um everything that you start doing you have to align it with that to get that fulfillment and Mm -hmm. and, but you're right if you're not fulfilled then you know we we're meant to grow and if you're not growing you're dying if your relationships are not growing then again you, you know you're you're not building those relationships, building your clients, building your team, motivating 
I don't think you have to motivate. And I think you, you mentioned this at some point in the past too. But when you have that fulfillment and that purpose clear and that love to that, what Tatiana said for what you're doing, you're, when you're passionate, completely passionate about what you're doing, others see it and, and it's yeah. contagious. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, I, I love that. Um, what is, uh, you, you know, what you, you mentioned you had a quick uh, wait for people to find that, um, that sense of purpose, uh, at least for the season of their life. Is, is there something you can uh, give us in a nutshell? So yes. So in a nutshell, what it is, is, is three parts is looking at who you are, who you want people to see you, that you're being. Uh, so I am, you know, who are you? So the, and typically it's an emotion, it's a feeling, uh, it's the state you cons con consistently want to be in and how others are going to, to see you. Um, and if you, you know, one way to think about it is if you were no longer here, how would you want people to think of you? Mm. Um, but so how do you want to, you know, be, what state do you want to be in? Um, and then what do you want to do is the second part to do what to uh, help business owners to whatever it is to help your family, whatever so, it is that you love doing that you mm. love. Yeah. Right? Your, your, your passion, if you will. Um, so that, and that's the, the impact part, the, you know, why are you doing all this? You know, the why. So if you fill out those three things, uh, that it's an easy way to get to your purpose. And, and like Tati said at some point, you know, um, we don't have to get distracted. You know, having a purpose is not, uh, doesn't have to be this process of, oh my gosh, you know, I am, it's a huge burden because I have to figure out my life purpose. So, mm -hmm. so, so like, let's do the exercise with you because this is what we would typically do. Okay. on our own right um so aaron what would you you know if you were to no longer be here like we are all going to go away at one point what would you like to be remembered by that you were what mm, um and like a state of being you were uh you know i, I was caring and empathetic okay so then the first part of the line you would say i am caring and empathetic or i'm a caring and empathetic man right? Mm -hmm. So what you love doing? Okay, so what do you love doing, Aaron? If we put it in a nutshell, I'll say I love, uh, I love coaching. Okay. And this so is I'm just a form of that with the, you know, all the other things are everything's a form of coaching. Awesome. So I'm a caring and empathetic person coaching people, right? Yep. Okay, because you know, it could be something else, <laughs> but coaching people. And, and why are you doing that? Uh, so that can improve their quality of life. Awesome. Yeah. So then you have, that would be your, your, your purpose. How does that resonate? Like, and obviously it's like, well, do we need to tweak it? How does that work for you? Like if you say that whole statement. Yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. There you go. It, 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 honestly, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even hard. It, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, honestly, I love it, it because it, it, it's kind of natural. It's not something that, um, I find myself speaking regularly. I don't walk around, you know, I don't have, I have a lot of tattoos, but that's not one of them. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, it, it's, it's, that's just a natural thing. I'm caring and I'm empathetic. Um, and it, it's, I, I certainly, and what I do is coach people because I truly want to improve people's quality of life in their business and their personal lives. And that's, that is for sure me at this point in my life. 
I love it. So this is one of the things, like, for example, Jerry, we were, he was helping me create a, a, a program or he, we were working together and I got so caught up in the purpose because I'm more, you know, about the lovey-dovey thing and, and Jerry's <laughs> so practical and he went, okay, we're going to break this down. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is worth millions <laughs> right there. <laughs> Seriously, this is, this is how Jerry operates. Like he's very logical. Yeah. And, and it works. So that's why it's like, okay, we put all these things together and it just works, right? Um, so that's, that's uh, definitely something that, that's why he says it's simple because it is so simple and, and it yeah. works. <laughs> I love that. I love that about the two of you. And if, if it's okay, I'd love to, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll love to post this on when, when this episode goes live so everybody can kind of see it and have like a quick way to work that out for themselves. For sure. Um, oh, of course, of course. I'll put it in, in a nutshell in, in, in the post for, uh, so if you're, you know, if you're listening, <laughs> excuse me, if you're listening now and you want to see this in its writing uh, form, it's written form so you can really uh, simplify it and, and do it for yourself if you're, if you're wondering, you're like, you know what, how can I kind of nail down what, what would be purposeful for me right now? Um, you can thank Jerry and Tati right now because they just, <laughs> they just gave us a little exercise to do. I'll make sure it's up on the show notes uh, over at AaronKeithHawkins.com. So uh, I love talking to both of you and uh, I'm so grateful to, to spend this, this time with you. And I, I want to be respectful of, of your time and everybody's time. So I'd love to jump into a last few hot seat questions with you both because uh, I really want to get some perspective about a couple of things that I think would be valuable for our listeners to hear. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah, totally. All right. So first question is this, and I'm going to let you both answer. Well, I'll let you, you each decide if you want to answer collectively or individually. What is a, what's a challenge that you've had either personally or professionally that you've had to deal with in, in the recent past or might even be dealing with it right now? And how have you overcome it or how are you working through it? it, it I'll take this one, Tati, if you don't mind. Um, you know, it. I think one challenge is, uh, it goes back to, we've been focused on small group trainings. We really thrive on talking to people in the one-on-one. And recently, um, we're now expanding our presence online and we want to get in front of high quality audiences. So quite honestly, being on a podcast like this is something we're very honored to do. And it's one of the things we're trying to, to do to, to overcome that challenge of, of being online. And we're also... <laughs> say that again and self-promotion <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not really good at bragging about ourselves but uh, but you know part of it is also looking to our social media engagement as well yeah um so so that's one of the challenges we're we're tackling right now so you wanted to you wanted to reach more people because um, you you guys did a lot of, of one of, of small group work or one-on-one work and you wanted to get it online or you wanted to reach more people, so you, what you did was you, you decided to go online with, uh, with your processes? Correct. Yes, correct. Awesome. awesome. Correct. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a great, uh, you know what, that's a great challenge to have. And it, it really speaks to both of you that you, I'm not even surprised by your answer to that question that the challenge for you would be wanting to reach more people. Um, uh, I really have so much respect for you both because you're all authenticity and what you do just kind of oozes from you you know nothing all mushy uh you know get like tati here on you i appreciate you both for it so well let, let's go to the let's flip the lens around what's something that you've you've been doing personally or professionally that's just and it could be completely related or unrelated to that um, what's something that's been really working well for 
Uh, I'd love to go individually with, with this question. What's something that works, has been really working well for you that you can share with the listeners that um, they can learn from or maybe do some of the same? Uh, that's been working for us. Well, obviously meditation for me is, mm, yeah. it's, you know, it's been uh, a faith journey because I would say the first 20 years I was like, I'm not getting much of it. But, but and I thought, I thought, um, because it wasn't like anything like a big experience or something that, you know, like, well, let me start over. So for me, meditation has been a really great tool. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also uh, very faith-based, meaning the, uh, it's not like I would see grandiose changes or results. It was just very subtle. Yeah. Um, and I would say like in the last five years, things started shifting and I started to get more awarenesses that, you know, that the people talk about. Um, but it's only when I stopped doing the meditation that I noticed, oh my God, this is like water for the thirsty. Like I really yeah. need to have this in my life. I didn't realize how important it was because, because it's a subtle process yeah. to start out with. So that works. That's always worked for me. Period. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can certainly, I can, I, I can share that sentiment. It, it's, it's one of those things. I always say you only get good at what you practice. And yeah. for me, a large part of it was meditating. Um, it's really, in my mind, in many ways, among the other benefits, it's a way of practicing calmness. Mm -hmm. And that's not always going to be like a lightning bolt type of result. Exactly. But uh, just being in that state is, is really cool. And I definitely agree with you. If I miss a day, or God forbid, two days, I feel it. Right. <laughs> Jerry, right, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, what about you? What's been working for you? You know, something that I started doing fairly recently that I feel it's, it's working for me on a personal level is it's what I call my rise and shine um, in the mornings. And so I take about five minutes uh, and I, I look at, uh, as I'm making my morning coffee, I'm a coffee drinker from Colombia, of course. So um, nice. as I'm making my coffee, I start thinking, well, you know, where's, where, well, it's going. Um, what am I grateful for today? And, and mm -hmm. I, I try to be as authentic with that and, and come up with something that maybe the night before, the day before, something that happened in, in, or sometimes something that just comes up, but really get into, a, into that state of being grateful. And the reason why I do that is because then I go into a second thing is I say, okay, what's my number? You know, we, we talked about goals and, and how we have a process. We, we deconstruct our goals to even a daily basis. And, and so I looked at my daily goal and said, you know, what is the one thing that I can do today mm -hmm. that can shift the needle? You know, I can move the needle. Um, to, and get me closer to reaching my, my goal today and this week. Um, nice. And so I think about that um, because when you're doing it from a state of, of gratitude and, and it, it gives you a different perspective, you know, you, you, yeah. you get more resources. I love it. And, and then the third thing is I have a little card that I always have with me in my, in my notebook. Um, I take it on a, and I just review my three goals my, my top three goals, and I, and I choose, I only look at three because I've, I feel that more than that is too much. Yeah. So what are my top three goals, and, and what can I do today on each one of them? Um, based on, on, what, on what I just reflected on what I can do, and, and I look at that to, to go ahead and, and just sit down and start doing it, try to take 30 minutes to do something to, to get on track. So I've been trying this for the last... Um, 
would say six months in, in as part of our tweaking process, like we mentioned before. Yeah. And it really, it really has helped me to, to I love move it. things forward. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I can't think of a better way to start today in gratitude and getting really intentional about intentional in, intentional. Wow. I can speak now <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, you know, at least that one thing that you want to get done for today. And then looking at those, uh, those top three goals, uh, that's really great advice and a great practice. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I have a lot of, I think pretty highly of morning routines, whether they're complex or simple. Um, but I, and I agree with you, you know, really knowing what your top three goals are and, and not overcomplicating it is a, been a huge help for me too. I don't know about you, Tati, but it, I think anything more than that can get a bit overwhelming. So I think that's great advice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's big, uh, I'm going to ask you both, what's really big on the horizon? And I'm not talking about what you already have planned or written down. You can't cheat that way. Yeah, what's yeah. Something that, like, you, maybe it's something that you collectively or individually haven't even told anybody about yet that Ooh. you're excited about bringing into the, into the world and in, in the near or distant future? What's something that you can share with mm. us to get people's juices flowing? That we haven't told about. I speak a lot, so that's a hard one. <laughs> 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 but uh, like a big, big, big one. Yeah, so what's, be... what's, what's on the horizon that we can say, you know, this is something big that, that they're up to. Uh, I would love have to, to be something you've never mentioned, but I'd like for it to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, not publicly for sure. I, I've only shared this with friends. So since I'm among friends, it's um, I would it, it would be something where my sister and I, uh, with the help of Jerry, of course, we we create um, a business model for women to be very proud of their femininity. Mm. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I, I happen to know a little bit, and it's on the works, but it, but it's a, it is a good business model. Um, so so definitely, yeah, good something good there. For me, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot. You know, I would love, and this is something I've never shared with anybody outside of my very close inner circle. So meaning the my siblings, um, but but I it, I want to create space for mindful entrepreneurs, what we just described as mindful entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, to, com- to come together um, so we can have life learning, experiential learning. So mm. creating experiences where we get to share, but beyond that, where we really get to connect as well. So, you know, it's something I would love in the near future to, to make happen still. Yeah. I feel... I feel Still taking baby steps on that, but but really have the space where we can really create a awesome network uh, of of people because I, I, we've talked about this with you, Aaron, as well. Um, the fact that things happen when you help people out when you yeah. ha- when you have that network and, and if there's creating that space, I think would be amazing. So still working on that on that idea, but I love it. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than collaboration. Um, especially with people that that share share the same values, and that, I know a lot of people like to use the term like-minded people, but I, I kind of I've been shying away from that lately because I, I don't think that necessarily it's in our best interest to always be around exactly like-minded people. I I think shared values to me is it really seems to fit 
that description a little bit better because, you know, we may be up to different things, different goals, different uh, approaches to business or life. But, you know, when the values are the same and that desire is the same uh, at the core, that's, that's pretty awesome. So I love hearing that from you. And I, I certainly would love to, to hear as you get those things, uh, get the steps going to make that happen. Cause that sounds pretty amazing. Awesome. We'll keep um, you in the loop for sure. Uh, yeah, thank you. And thank you both. Shared, shared values is what you said. I, I, that's that we're going to take note of that. Cause I, you, what you say makes so much sense. So thank you for that. Oh, you're, you're, you're very welcome. And of course the last question is, is always the most important question, which is how can people, uh, aside from replaying this episode and sharing it, how can people get a hold of you, contact you, and find out uh, what you're up to and, and just stay in touch? Yeah, thank you, Aaron. I think one thing that, and Tati, I hope you're with me on this one, but uh, one thing we, that we want to do is we have, we, we want to share with the audience uh, the exercise that, that we mentioned about. So we'll send you a PDF so they can go ahead and, and do the exercise on their own for finding their purpose. But on That's top awesome. of that, um, we've put together uh, some tips and, and business tools for mindful entrepreneurs. And so they can always go there. Um, we've actually are, have recently put it as, a, as an opt-in. So they can, but we'll send it to you so, so the clients, so your listeners, sorry, can, um, can have them. And, and, and they include some habits and some, like I said, some business tools to make things more productive on the business yeah. side. Yeah. Thank so you so the, much. The website uh, where they can find us, they can find the Mindful Entrepreneurs, M-E Thriving. So mindfulentrepreneursthriving.com, thriving.com, And over there, the, the individual websites are listed. So vidafactor.com and thegeniusspot.com are listed and where they can reach us. So we'll just give you one to, so that they can, uh, so that you guys, your audience can um we, we can we can leave it easy for your audience and me thriving.com <laughs> perfect perfect well I, I definitely appreciate that and obviously I, I will make sure to share uh, all of your links uh, both to me thriving.com and, and your individual sites uh, on the show notes if you can swing over to AaronKeithHawkins.com as you're listening right now uh, unless you're driving of course <laughs> swing over to AaronKeithHawkins.com uh, and you can you can type in the search bar just uh, Tati T-A-T-I uh, or Jerry, that's with a G, right, Jerry? Correct. <laughs> G-E-R-R-Y, uh, either name in a search bar, and that should bring you straight to their episode, and you can find it all right there. Uh, I can't, I got to take a second to to really thank you both and, and just share my ad, admiration for each of you as individuals and as siblings and as family and as just entrepreneurs that really are raising the bar for people and and you've shared so much today this is one of our i I told everybody at the beginning i told you this is going to be one of the biggest episodes or the biggest episode to date so (laughs) i kept my word for you Uh, but i want to thank you both for being here and sharing so much uh of yourselves uh what some some strategies and practices and what you're up to uh, you're, you're truly appreciated, and I, I feel very fortunate to have you in my circle. And, and the listeners, please take them up on this and, and hop over to methriving.com because these are two people that you definitely want to have in your, in your virtual or literal circle uh, as you go through business and or life. They're just they're good people to have around, trust me, and I say that sincerely. So thank you both for being here. We're definitely going to be in touch 
very, very soon uh, and do some more collaboration in the future, I'm sure. Amen. Thank you, Aaron. It's such an honor, such a pleasure, such a joy to always uh, uh, connect with you and to be in front of your audience. It's, we're just so blessed. So thank you so much. It's amazing. Yes, thank you again. And, and as always, it was incredibly fun. So thank you, Aaron. Oh, it's always a pleasure with both of you. So we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we, uh, we talk real soon, okay? Sounds great. All right, take care. Thank you again for joining us in this episode of Unbreakable Success. I would love to know of all the nuggets of wisdom that Tati and Jerry dropped on us today, what was your biggest takeaway? And whatever it was, I would be so grateful if you'd swing over to iTunes, leave a quick five-star review and mention in your review what that big takeaway was because somebody else will see it and realize that there's value to be had by listening to the show and they'll be able to reap the same benefits that you did. And that's pretty cool. And by the way, I know I asked this at the beginning of the episode, but I got to ask again, on a scale of one to 10 in your entrepreneurial business, in your mission, how well do you feel like you're doing in the skills of influence? How well are you connecting with your marketplace and the people that you actually want to serve? And number two, how well do you feel like you're influencing yourself on a scale of one to 10? How, how well are you influencing yourself to get the things done that you know you need to do? I would love for the opportunity to meet you and spend a day really expanding your ability to have that influence, impact, and income and meet a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurs that are building their business in the same way with the same values that you are doing yourself. If you swing over to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash live, you'll see more about the live event. I would be so honored to meet you. If that sounds interesting to you, please swing over to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash live and I will see you there. And of course, until next time, make sure you're taking care of yourself, take care of each other and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins. I appreciate you and I will talk to you soon.